2: Welcome in, welcome back in, Rob Black and your money, I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing and more, thanks for listening to the show, I do wildly appreciate it, these are crazy times and a lot of people tend to hide when they get a little bit on the spook side, please don't. I'll hit all the day's top news, positive and negative. I try not to be a Pollyanna. I do skew towards capitalism trumps, I don't know how to say Trump, but capitalism trumps coronavirus over time. I'll give you some examples of why I think that. But I want to start with some market stories to start the day. Um, first and foremost, the future is overnight. First thing I do. Check kind of when I wake up at three or four in the morning is how did things do overseas and how does it look like it's going to open here? It was a wild ride. Futures were down big. First day after closing under 20,000 or right at that area, uh, you would think maybe there was a little bit of a corkscrew. Not quite yet. We're close though, and I'll tell you why I think we're close. You're looking for signs of extreme statements that you've never heard before. Things like stocks are dead. We didn't quite get that one yesterday, but we did get um, something pretty close. And um, I I think it's worth bringing up, not on a crazy level, but we had Bill Ackman say, if Congress and the president don't do something, we're about to see hell on earth. It's a pretty big statement. I like it because it's scary. When you tell me hell on earth, I'm thinking like these big demons from the movie or the video game Doom. Hell on earth is quite quite something. Mark Cuban says bailed out companies should never be allowed to buy back their stocks ever again. Jim Cramer saying something very similar. Don't bail out the fat cats. Bail bail out the mom and pop restaurants. He oddly enough owns two mom and pop restaurants. I don't think he used to say that, but that's unfair of me to say. Taking a look at how the markets open, not bad. S p 500 down twelve one half one percent. The Dow down about one percent. Boeing again a loser. Someone chimed in and sent me an email yesterday and said, Hey, did you ever buy Boeing? Because he said you would. And I said very clearly I would when they got recertified. And things have changed since then. They've drawn on their debt, and uh, their corporate debt rating has been cut. You've also had the coronavirus send airlines spiraling lower to the point that they need a bailout. In theory, when you get a bailout, you just don't go out and buy brand new cars or brand new airplanes in this case. So I'm holding off. And I did say I would buy it, but I also said the terms, you know. It's fair to say things have changed. The most disturbing thing that I saw yesterday was the 10-year treasury. It wasn't the market. It was the 10-year treasury. It's pretty wild. So the 10-year treasury sitting at .36 it was going, well, it was at 3.5, then it was down to 3. Then it was down to 2.5, 2.15. And I'm like, oh, 1.5 is not good, but it provides great mortgage rates, And then that 10-year interest rate went down to 1. And I'm like, please don't break that. It goes down to 90 basis points. Please don't go lower, 80, 70, 60. The next thing I looked up, it even hit 50 and 40. It hit 36 basis points. And then it reversed course. That's not supposed to happen like that when the Fed has cut interest rates to zero and the Fed has said, we'll buy any bond that exists on the planet, essentially. I throw it out there. You don't have to take it for the word of, of... The Bible, the word of God, you don't have to take it as it's written in stone. It just is what it is. I don't like seeing the 10-year treasury move higher. And, well, I don't mind in healthier worlds. But in this world, it's telling me we're going to shoot a bazooka of inflation. We're going to try to inflate the economy with a trillion dollars. So our national debt's going to go from a trillion dollars to two trillion. Boom, just like that. Don't worry about it. We got to save the economy. You know how important that is. But um, Ray Dalio has said, and he's the founder of a group called Bridgewater. He thinks corporate losses in the United States from coronavirus are going to top four trillion. We haven't even begun sheltered in place, except for you know two, three, four days. Higher-than-expected jobless claims this morning pressured investors' sentiment. Last week, 281,000 people filed for unemployment benefits. Any number about 255 is short-term bad. Now, it's interesting that I say that because in the past I've said any number under 350,000, 300,000 is pretty darn good. But we're starting to move off um, – we're starting to move above what, how historically low we've been for five, ten years on that first-time unexpected jobless claims. I'm going to call it a one-year moving average instead of saying ten because ten years ago, we were coming out of a recession, a great recession. What do you think this recession uh, is going to be called? The greatest recession? Or do we go and don't say it out loud, don't say the D word, do we hit Depression? Got a lot to talk about today. I have some positive news for you. Zero cases of coronavirus were detected overnight in China. That's the first time we've been able to say that. Apple's moving higher today. Apple lost half of what the market lost yesterday. They're starting to. You're starting to see some winners, or some companies who aren't faring as badly. Let's keep moving forward, shall we? There's a lot being done to try to stop the spread of the coronavirus. You heard some information out of Europe today saying, yeah, we've got 850, 750 billion euros. We're going to shoot our bazooka too. Federal Reserve at 1130 p.m. last night announced an establishment of a money market mutual fund liquidity facility to assist money market funds in meeting demands for redemptions. People want cash really bad, which I really don't understand, but I'll go with it. There's a lot being done right now to stimulate the economy, but you don't stimulate economies when people are sheltered in place for four to six to eight weeks, maybe 12. So I can tell you that my family credit card is probably getting a little bit of a breather right now from restaurants. The Senate passed the $104 billion house coronavirus relief bill that increased unemployment insurance up 10 days, paid sick leave for some workers, free coronavirus testing. Congress is said to be closing in on a $1.3 trillion stimulus package. $500 billion will be direct payments to you and me, Americans. $300 billion of small business interruption coverage and $50 billion of secured lending facility for the airline industry. Um, how about the hotels? How about the airlines? How about, you tell me, other areas, uh, Broadway, that are shutting down. Who wants some money? Please line up, because we're spitting our kids' future on it. When you go from a trillion-dollar deficit to two trillion on one coronavirus whoa Talk about needing a surplus somewhere for a rainy day you should have one I should have one you can find me online at newfocusfinancial.com good time to talk to a CFP right here right now about your current portfolio situation at newfocusfinancial.com um.
1: financial sense of your portfolio now back to rob black and your money on am 1220 kdow
2: i'm rob black talking all things financial money investing and more there's a a magic word on wall street that you don't like to use very often but on occasion it does come out it's the C-word. And no, it's not the C-word that makes the hair stand up on women's arms. It's the C-word that makes the hair stand up on stock traders' arms. Capitulation. It's the word of the day. Do, 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 do. It's like a Sesame Street financial stock market lesson. Word of the day. Virtually every financial asset fell yesterday, good and bad. And that's called Capitulation. Even risk-free treasury bonds fell, and that's called capitulation. The worst damage was suffered by instruments with leveraged structures, such as closed-end funds. The only refugee, uh, not refugee, I did just listen to uh, the fudgies, the fugees, (laughs) and every time I see the word refuge or refuge, I think about the fudgies. Um, I know my producer's scrambling to figure out what's that one song that they had. He'll figure it out. Uh, the only thing that worked yesterday was cash and cash equivalents. So that's called capitulation. Do, 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 do. It was the sort of day that recalled famous observations attributed to Will Rogers. I know you're saying Will Rogers. Wasn't he that a guy who... Well, he was that guy, and you're not quite sure who Will Rogers was. Was he the guy who played on MASH? No, 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 no. Will Rogers was one of those cowboy economists that kind of made a, a name for himself back when the United States was just developing wild, crazy new technologies like film. So Will Rogers once said, I'm not so much concerned with the return on capital as I am with the return of capital the big phrase there return on capital versus return of capital he was a great American humorist he wasn't that funny but he said it during the Great Depression a period that may begin to invite comparisons right now Um, I'm bored out of my mind trying to not get in touch with other people. I'm bored out of my mind not touching other people. I so badly want you to come to my home, and I'll just feel your face and act like I'm blind for a minute. Who is it? Who, who is it? So, Will Rogers, I'm not so much concerned with the return on capital, the return of capital, and that's exactly what's happening right now on Wall Street. J.P. Morgan's economist yesterday slashed their estimate for gross national product for the second quarter to a 14% annual rate of decline. boom, we're we're crashing. Uh, I don't really care to talk about recessions and depressions and things like that. Uh, They're a fact of life. They happen. And I'm okay with it. So we're living in a time where we're learning, again, the word capitulation. And ladies and gentlemen, Oscar the Grouch says, that's the word of the day. And yesterday, it was kind of a grumpy day. No? I think it was. So you're seeing another thing that's going to very likely happen. And this is stuff that makes me and CFP Chad Burton insane in the membrane. Insane in the brain! Its Dividends are being cut. Not yet. Future Rob from six months in the future woke me up in the middle of the night last night. Giving me kind of a nice little massage. And Future Rob whispered into current Rob's ear and said, a couple of things are going to be bad coming out of this. One of them is the dividends that you like so much. A week ago, they're not going to be strong. Companies are going to have to cut. And then I woke up and I looked at my my Vishla, Vishla Vishla Vishla. And she, I was like, did you just see future Rob here? In zero one 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 zero one one one. Laid on her back and let me rub her belly. So I think she did. Iconic companies such as Boeing, they have to cut their dividend. No. It's like that scene from that uh, uh cop maybe where the bad guy's about to pull the trigger and it's gonna the bullet's heading straight for the guy's wife. Oh, and it takes her out. No. Oh, so Boeing going down with a dividend. ExxonMobil, they're not gonna generate enough cash flow to cover its dividend. Or they're going to have to issue shares, which is just stupid. Um, companies are going to make moves to preserve cash, and it's going to hurt old people. As I'm getting older, I'm like, I want that Boeing dividend, and oh, I want that dividend for ExxonMobil. I don't care if the stock goes up. I just want that 6% dividend yield, 3% AT&T, and like, the different yields that different stocks have. I was going planning to build my income portfolio that way. Now I'm going to have to re-look re- at it. I wasn't going to do it with bonds. I don't really like bonds. I think they have a value, but even to me, if if you're not going to compete with inflation, get out of here. On March 13th, Applied Materials announced it will boost its quarterly payout by a penny. Interesting, right? there will be a company that we watch. Do tech companies do a better job of keeping their cash and returning it to investors? I don't know. Some people right now are going hardcore on bailouts. And I'll give you one of them was Mark Cuban saying bailed out companies should never be allowed to buy back their own shares. How about they have to suspend their dividends too? How about they have to pay back the government with their dividends until the government's made whole? Kind of a toxic ass toxic toxic asset rescue kind of program. And I agree with it. I think everyone can agree. If an airline gets bailed out $10 billion, they shouldn't go out and lease five new planes. We're getting maybe a little bit more reasonable. I like that. There's not a big stock driving story of the day. We're still caught up in this market. Yesterday, as the market closed, it recouped a lot of its loss. Then we went into the markets overnight. We're like, where do we do it? What do we do? We're going to open them down big or we're going to open up down, uh, uh, down big or uh, up big, I guess is what I was trying to say. Starbucks is out there saying their Chinese virus plan will work in the United States. Many U.S. restaurants seem to think the sky is crashing. The sky is crashing. No, no, that's my boss.
1: <laughs> oh, behave.
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. so Naughty. Uh Starbucks has a unique perspective because they've gone through what their business will look like in China. They've already gone through the China virus and they've already started opening up all their stores. They've got ninety five percent of their Chinese stores open um by the end of the next week. Right now ninety percent are open, so they're they're slowly opening them back up. The last little bit. Apple has opened up all their China stores. This too shall pass, but will it be $4 trillion to our companies? Will it be $2 trillion of stimulus? It'll be a lot of government bazooka, and we will get through it. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show. Also find me at newfocusfinancial.com. It's newfocusfinancial.com.
1: And questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing more. Starbucks, as I was finishing up that last segment, Talked about how they've started slowly reopen 95% of their stores in China. And one of the things they've come out and said is, you know, the impact's going to be temporary. Shares have fallen 40% since January 20th. That's a great company. If you believe the impact's going to be temporary, you've started your shopping list with name number one. If you believe it's a great company. I'm going to go over some great things that are happening right now. Last night, we got no new um positive tests on the coronavirus in China. Let me go out and throw out some more. Just let's let's talk big picture. In the world, between 1980 and today, global access to safe water sources has increased from 58% to 91%. Agril, agricultural output has nearly tripled since 1960. Electricity coverage has expanded to eighty-five percent of the world In the last decade, consumption of renewable energy has soared 209%. Scientific research from 1665 to 2016, the number of scientific articles published every year, grew from 119 back in 1665 to 2.55 million. Today's economic strength is largely attributed to our scientific output, which doubles every nine years. Immunization... The number of one-year-olds who receive at least one vaccination per year has risen from 22% to 88%. That's unbelievable. We've beaten disease. We've eradicated polio. We're in a good position. Literacy's up. Female education's up. Internet access is up. People living under democracy is up. That's big world stuff. Let's talk about some COVID issues. Some top 10 developments in COVID. US researchers have delivered the first COVID 19 vaccine to volunteers in experimental test programs. Scientists at the Kaiser Permanente Washington Research Institute in Seattle delivered the first rounds of a potential coronavirus vaccine to several dozen optimistic volunteers. That's nice. So far, the, a couple of the people who have taken it have said, I'm all smiles. I'm feeling great. Number two, distilleries across the United States, and I cannot say this weekly. And when I say weekly, I'm not talking about every week, but I can't say this. I can't understate this. Distilleries are making their own hand sanitizers to give away for free. Whether you're in Atlanta or Portland or Georgia or North Carolina, we can use those facilities to make our own sanitation products. And you can, too. <clears throat> Cleaning your hands with an alcohol-based rub can help kill the viruses on your hands. Many of the distilleries say they hope to continue producing their own bootleg sanitizers. I like that. Number three, if you take a look at world maps right now, the places that were hit hardest by coronavirus, China and Italy, the number of people who smoke in China and Italy are grotesque. The air pollution in China and in Italy, particularly China, is grotesque. And if you take a satellite reading right now, China's clear. Their troposphere is clear. They've quarantined uh, millions of pounds, of metri- millions of metric tons of carbon dioxide. Whoa. That's kind of a positive, right? The-, the earth almost looks like it can heal itself if we back off. Johns Hopkins researcher says that antibodies, antibodies from recovered COVID patients could help people that are at risk. So the idea is you take antibodies from blood plasma. Giving plasma sucks, it takes a long time. But what happens is you're able to take the person who survived it and give a little bit of blood to that person who didn't. Don't quote me on science, but that's close. So we're able to pass on a recovery. Um, it's a century-old treatment that st- slows the spread of disease. So the blood plasma or serum of people who've recovered boosts the immunity of the newly infected. Number five on great things that are happening in COVID. South Korean outbreak finally abates as recoveries outnumber new infections for three days in a row. Remember China last night, one day of no new recoveries or no new. uh, Why am I having problems with that word right now? No new infections. South Korea's got three days in a row now where the numbers are going in the bright direction of who's been infected versus who is no longer infected. And the deaths are now starting to drop. The declining rate of infections continuing to fall with less than 100 new cases reported for several days in a row. China has celebrated several milestones with their recovery. Temporary hospitals have closed. Parks have reopened. Life is getting back to a little bit like normal. Number seven, Australian researchers are testing two drugs as a potential cures for the virus. The global coordinated effort of research is its unbelievable. You're looking at the politics right now of Boris Johnson and Donald Trump, Angela Merkel, uh, Premier Xi out of China. You, you name the country. Everyone's trying to say, hey, we're going to close our borders. We're going to do this. Don't say that. When Trump referred to the coronavirus as the Chinese virus, was it a slip of the tongue or was it a racist diatribe? The politicians are racist, the politicians are protectionist, but the scientists are sharing. Number eight, Uber Eats is supporting the North American restaurant industry by waiving delivery fees for over 100,000 restaurants. If you live in an area that has restaurants close by and Uber drivers close by, You can get free delivery. That's not so bad. So you don't have to eat beanie weenies every single day. Number nine, Dutch and Canadian researchers reported additional breakthrough research on the treating of the virus. Researchers from world-class institutions are coming together. Scientists from Canada and Netherlands have made medical breakthroughs of their own. A team of researchers out of Toronto managed to isolate the agent responsible for the ongoing outbreak of COVID-19. Now, no shape way, shape, or form is this going to be the cure-all or the panacea? Weird. You kind of learn what the word panacea means after you learn what the word pandemic means. There's a bunch of other ways that people and businesses are supporting each other. I've been pretty positive of what I'm seeing out there. Dollar General has said, you know what, we're going to try to help our elderly customers and give the first opening hour just to them. Athletes and sports teams are pledging to pay the salaries of employees of the arena. Utility companies, landlords, automakers, ISPs are all waiving a number of late fees and payments. There are some positive things happening. And I think those will add up. MIB and Pollyanna, no. I think we are still in for a hell of a month. In large part because there's gonna be some milestones that come. As we go from 200,000 plus infected to 500,000 to a million worldwide, Do we hit a million in the United States? Good chance, as of now. As that grows, the coronavirus isn't really a virus that's ruining people's lives based on the infection itself. It's ruining people's lives based on the quarantining and based on if you do need to go to a hospital, they're overwhelmed. So that's out there. I see some positives. Now let's take a quick look at the markets and see how we're doing. We've been open for a while now. We opened much lower, then we swung much higher. And now the markets are, NASDAQ's up nicely because Apple. No, Apple went, just went negative, huh? Why is, that? Why is NASDAQ up? I'll figure that out one in a second. But um, the s and 500 and the Dow Jones Industrial Average 30 have started with a massive drop, recovery to green, back into the red. NASDAQ started off the red, nice little surge following Apple, but Apple's kind of turned around. I wonder if there's news on them. Uh, because there's not a lot of news right now. Uber stock was up earlier today as the CEO said, we got tons of cash. We'll, we'll be okay. Didn't exactly make me feel great that uh you know, he didn't say anything like, oh, by the way, we're gonna be paying our employees, or oh by the way. That's out there. Apple sliding today after Webbrush slashes its price target. So, at one point in time, when Apple was melting up every day, going higher 240, 250, 255, 260, um, it got price targets pushed all the way up to 400. And now the analyst is saying, you know what? I'm going to cut that back down to 335. That seems to be the story there. What else do we have to hit? Hitting home for all people right now has to be the idea of job security. People are probably being rattled. If you've been hired in the last six months, you're probably hiding in the bathroom. Maybe taking some toilet paper, but you're probably hiding in the bathroom so your boss doesn't go. Who's that new person? We need to fire people. We saw that with the latest initial jobless claims reports. They come out on Thursday. So happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome to Quarantine Living, where you didn't realize how much you missed sports center until all the sports got canceled. So the continuing claims are very important to watch right now, and they're going to skyrocket over the next month, two months. The unemployment numbers on the economic data on the first Friday of every month is going to get larger. The good times have officially ended. Now we're going to do a transition To slower growth to question mark the question mark is what's got everyone freaked out i'm rob black talking all things financial economic shocks and more find me online at rob black show twitter rob black show find me at NewFocusFinancial.com. stay in touch everyone talk to you soon
1: Online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220
2: KDOW. Elon Musk is in the news. He's offering to make ventilators. Ventilators? It's easy for me to say. To help coronavirus patients who desperately need them. But it begs the question of why not just start Keep in mind, he stirred the pot a little bit last week when he said, hey, stop being an idiot about the COVID-19 pandemic via tweet. And he used his factory to make ventilators as quickly as possible. But he also said, don't forget, you know, you're more likely to die in a car crash than you are of the coronavirus. The problem with the car crash is hospitals can handle it. So there's going to be a shortage of ventilators. We are going to start hearing about stories along those lines. And for somehow, some way, shape, and form, ventilator companies who make ventilators have been pretty good at price fixing them. So they're super expensive. And if you need a little teeny tiny plastic part, you either need to print it with a 3D printer, no one knows how to do that, or you need to spend big dollars on it. So there's some problems there. Remember the Four Dummies books? Investing for dummies. Uh, maybe tender for dummies. I don't know. There's probably all sorts of them, right? I had one that I wrote called Flamingo Dancing for Dummies by Rob Black. I know you're saying, I don't see you as a flamenco dancer. Really? Hey, 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 hey. Get off my back. What I can actually do right now pretty well for you is volatility. Volatility in the stock market, stocks are called equities, has turned huge so we have something called the VIX futures um, options, variant swaps, exotic options a bunch of other crazy stuff mixed into it that can kind of show you some crazy stuff that's happening when people are freaked out they start taking these weird bets stocks are a wee bit more volatile these days than they were say a year ago a wee bit more volatile than say two months ago We've approached levels of volatility similar to what we experienced during the financial crisis. And before that, the Great Depression. It's pretty intense how cool and smooth it's been for such a long period of time. Gold is supposed to have some diversification benefits, but it doesn't right now because people are liquidating everything they can to get cash. Commodities in the past have supposed to have been a nice hedge against stocks, but they're not right now because everyone needs cash. Real estate's not going up, no help there. There's a stark reality, and not Tony Stark, your Avenger. In a crisis correlation goes to one and everything moves in lockstep. And the problem with 95% of the portfolios out there is they're too heavy into risk. So correlation causes weird stuff to happen, and we've become very, very fragile. Did you build a portfolio that could withstand this, or is it too fragile? Or do you have somehow the anti-fragile portfolio? Sentiment trading is weird. I don't like it. When people are selling – not selling cash. When they're selling gold, when they're selling oil – They're selling oil stocks, dividend stocks, small caps, big caps, international companies. Uh, You name it, they're selling it. It's tough to say that makes any sense. Value investors, not really working right now. In value, typically we tend to throw a lot of utilities, which have a lot of debt. And we tend to throw a lot of banks, which lend. And those are two asset classes that are not working right now. Eight hundred five one six twelve twenty eight. Calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about? We can talk about money investing and more. Europe has gone quiet. The world is shrinking right now. To your neighborhood, it may feel like to your city, or maybe you're just going around acting like nothing has changed. Uh, power lunches gone. Coffee meetings gone. So some of the things that we used to just see out of the corner of our eye, not happening there. I think one of the negatives on the virus reporting has kind of slipped through us. And one of them was tied towards Europe. The number of COVID-19 cases and deaths in Europe surpassed China's. So we can no longer look at it as, oh, China didn't know what they were doing. Apparently, Europe doesn't either. In Italy alone, which has been on police-enforced lockdown since last week, there's been nearly 3,000 deaths so far. In Brussels, Jean Claude Van Damme is from Brussels. He's the he's the muscles from Brussels. I know you're saying is that more of a German American accent than uh, Brussels? Maybe, maybe, maybe comment on that one. Brussels has 14, uh, uh, 1500 cases. So the effects of social distancing has been tangible. Uh, EU officials are coming up and making new rules. United States officials are coming up and making new rules. So coffee appointments are turning into Zoom appointments. Dropping your kid off at school and having the teacher educate them has turned into Zoom appointments. And suddenly, me struggling to learn everything that I've forgotten. I'm like, I know what the middle colonies are. <laughs> Do you? In an era of travel bans and lockdowns, it's not the global companies that are get hit the hardest. It's different, it's the small businesses like restaurants. Some restaurants have posted makeshift signs advertising they're still open for takeout. Some have asked you to be on email lists and they're they're begging you to come in and, and support them. As governments throw up the increasingly strict borders, when the dust settles, international corporate players are gonna be left standing. You won't have to worry about the apples and the Starbucks. You're gonna have to worry about the local restaurants. And what makes your community the community that you're at? I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Stay well, everyone. Wash your hands. Don't freak out. Taking a look at the quick market last look. Um, it's a mixed market, which isn't bad. It's going to take 20 to 30 days before we get kind of comfortable and could start looking at companies versus looking at virus numbers. Find me at newfocusfinancial.com.